us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Gresh and Fourier. On WEEI. Al, you guys outgrinded the Grizzlies. How big is this win? Uh, it's big. That's a great team. Uh, we have a lot of respect for them, how they play, how they go about you know, their business. And uh, uh, to come out tonight and, and today and handle it like that, it was uh, pretty good for our group. Al Horford with Abby Chin after the game. We'll continue talking Super Bowl with you at 617-779-7937-1102. Gresham Fourier here with you. If you are not following up on, uh, following us, excuse me, on Twitter and Instagram, shame on you. Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I on Instagram. Gresham Fourier. And I know we got some folks holding to uh, talk about the Super Bowl, and we will get back to that. But a uh, good weekend for the Celtics on Friday night they beat charlotte 127 116 jason tatum dropped 41 Derek white a career high 33 and then before yesterday's super bowl nba and the celtics being smart let's get this game in and played two o'clock tip beat the grizzlies 119 109 you heard al horford after the game so all in all foyer a good weekend for the celtics and when you still consider no Marcus Smart now. No Jalen Brown. Guys have been in and out of the lineup. Uh, this has not been a completely devastating stretch for the Celtics, given some of the injuries that they've been dealing. It's with. really amazing. Uh, it just I think the the one thing you just look at just what of um, unbelievable just you know sign of depth they have. Like their depth has really stepped up. I go to this game in particular. You had nine guys that played. Played eight of those guys had double digits. And they all contributed. Sam Hauser, Derek White continued. Derek White was terrible in the first quarter, but then ends up being the Derek White that we saw the game before. Um, Hauser's so, been pretty good during this stretch where he's, he's got been some really starts. good. He's and again right, not my kind of guy. I just like he's just right a now, shooter. He's just, well, that's the thing. He's you know? uh, he's he's at what forty one percent right now from three point range. You're starting the guy because you have to, not yeah. because you want to, and he's playing well. Yeah, and I would sit there and not that not for nothing. I don't think people care, but you tell me, Gresh. If you're, if you reach the highest level of basketball success, right? So you're in the NBA, yep, and uh, you're on a professional basketball team, and you um, get to shoot 21 free throws, and you only make 13 of those 21. Okay, don't you think that's probably something you could think? Like it's a, like. 13 of 21, 61% of your free throws, I feel like is If you're Shaq, amazing. it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, if Shaq, you're like, wow, you're getting a raise. It's like yeah. you hit a bonus. But I just I looked at that as such, I can't believe NBA players can't make free throws. I can't believe the Memphis Grizzlies cannot make free throws. It is pretty amazing. It, like, it is amazing. The other thing about that game was like, so they dominate, Memphis dominated in the paint. And the Celtics, like they did, uh, you know, against Philly, they shot the lights off from three. Mm-hmm. Just kept making three pointers. They had all these three pointers, tons of tons of opportunities. They dominated uh, second chance points, and that's and they they and Memphis couldn't make any free throws. Like if they just make you know seventy five percent, maybe it's a different outcome. But listen, the Celtics got a lot of depth, and all those guys are proving and going to be fighting for playing time once all those guys come back. Well, and I think right now the depth is winning out, including for guys like Peyton Pritchard. Now, it's interesting because we have talked about how Peyton Pritchard is 
kind of buried on the bench a little bit. He's a 10th or an 11th guy. But right now, with all the injuries, a guy like Pritchard is getting a chance to play some minutes, is getting a chance to be able to contribute to this team. And I'm curious for where people are thinking on this. And again, we're not turning away any Super Bowl calls. We're going to mix those in. But uh, after the game last night, Peyton Pritchard kind of mentioned, you know, maybe on Friday, hey, uh, I was hoping to to get traded, all that kind of stuff. Well, yesterday, Pritchard sort of clarified where he was at in that thought process. Um, You know, I kind of talked about it, but my mind's already reset. I've already been open about, you know, where I was at. Um, And I'm here now. And I'm a professional on the day I show up. I'm going to work. And any minutes I get, I'm going to play because I love to play basketball. This whole thing about, you know, what everybody's been saying is, you know, I love the city. I love this organization. I love my teammates. There's, this is like one of the best. This is the whole thing was about me wanting to play because that's what I love to do. And, um, you know, that's that's all it's been about. But I'm here and I do love it here. So, and I'm committed. So, and I want to help this team any way I can to, to win a championship and put a banner in or whatever that takes. So. Split allegiance here with Peyton Pritchard being selfish. What do you make as a former pro athlete as to where he's at? First of all, listen, be careful how honest they be careful. Like when you feel like being honest. Oh, you can be too honest. I feel like he was, he was honest. I feel like, and it looks like he's doesn't appreciate the situation he's in. It's like, you know what? Listen, like, dude, do you look at the situation you're in? You don't need to play right now. Just ride the pine, play when you play, when you can, you're going to, you can, you got a good chance of, you know, winning an NBA championship. And then you'll be associated with an NBA championship, and then you will be paid as such. But that's you'll the get thing. a pay raise. I, does that really get him paid though? Because yeah, I, I think I do. I don't think it gets I you. I don't think it gets you twenty million. It gets no. Eight. But I do believe that if you have whatever you call it, uh, championship pedigree in any sport, championship credibility, yep. people want that experience in their building, so they pay extra for it. Okay, that's now, a fact in I, my book. I, I I do not disagree with that notion. However, I do think there is kind of a line of where general managers will really look and be like, okay, was he really a part of that culture or not? I'll go all the way back and use a Patriots example. Damian Woody got massively overpaid by Matt Millen in Detroit because it was this guy's won championships. He can help us get there. That makes sense. Like, he played. But it's all relative, though. But if the Celtics win the NBA Finals... Is Peyton Pritchard going to be such a part of it that another GM goes, boy, I got to get that guy? Because to me, it's more the Grant Williams of what you mentioned. Well, he's, he's going to benefit from it too. Now, I think he will. But, but I think different levels. Look at, but, I think, but that's the thing. Like, I think somebody will look at Peyton Pritchard and be like, right, maybe I'll throw a million or two at this guy. To me, Peyton Pritchard isn't going to be able to eat off of winning a championship at a level that maybe he thinks, and that's where he might be a little delusional. No, no, no. I agree. I think it's all relative. Like you mentioned, Grant Williams. Like Grant Williams will will that will get a will get, will get a little of. bump. Will get a bump because Big. of that and what he personally did. And then they look at him and go, "Wow! Imagine if we gave him a full time pay and uh, like full give him play a full time role, put him in 40, 35 minutes a night, whatever He's in worth the world it, it is." Right? They all benefit from it. Um, but with him, it was I was just laughing about because he was honest. Like he wants to play. And imagine that he'd rather get traded and play probably on a crappier team that's going nowhere, probably a worse front office and a worse ownership group with worse fans where he's playing to empty arenas. Because here's the thing. If you're the agent for Peyton Pritchard and you call Brad Stevens in the offseason and you say, 
man, Brad, you got to keep my guy. What's your answer to that? Eh, Thank do I you. really? Right. I can win without him. Peyton Pritchard, to me, is getting a little selfish here. Yeah, that's why I mean. Because he sees yeah. the writing on the wall of the... And and I don't think it's a demerit necessarily against him that he wants to even go to a bad team and just go play because he's like, man, I'm getting paid here, and if I don't go somewhere and get minutes, nobody is going to give me a couple million bucks a year. Like this guy is, and uh, listen, but the, who, is, the, who is he? Isaiah Thomas was a much better player, but in his mind, I wonder if that's a Peyton Pritchard is thinking, hey, man. Everybody's just going to view me as an Isaiah Thomas, and if I don't get a chance to go out and play 25 minutes a night on a bad team, I'm never going to be able to get the money that I think I'm I'm deserved. Who is he jealous of? Um, I think he's jealous of people with bigger no, paydays. No, no. Who is he jealous of on that team? <laughs> on the Celtics? Who, who is he jealous? Who, who does he? Well, oh, but he he would. I I. Who do you think he should play over him? Who does he think he should be getting time maybe, over? Maybe a guy like Derek That's White. That's it. That's the only guy, and Derek because White Derek just White's proved. a defensive guy, but he also dropped thirty three career high. Yeah, and I would say uh, okay, that because that's really he's not really jealous of Tatum or Brown or any of these other guys. He's not even uh, jealous of Grant right. Williams. Maybe the fact that Grant Williams is getting more opportunities because they're they could sit there and look at each other, and go, "Oh, we're in a similar position," but I have too many guys in front of me, and I'll and hell they, and I'll never get an opportunity unless somebody gets hurt. So he's probably looking at it, go, I am. Buried at the bottom of the depth chart on a really good team with a lot of alpha males who or who all want to be on the court. I'm not going to play. Like, this is the only way he's going to play. So, on one hand, I kind of like, hey, I kind of commend him for being honest. I'm like, dude, dude, you can't say that out loud. You can think it. Don't say it on a don't say it on a championship team. You say that on a crappy team. So Peyton Pritchard's uh, club option for next year has already been exercised at four million dollars, and then the year after that, his qualifying offer would be five point nine million. Now again, I think people look at it and say, "Hey, man, four year deal for about eleven million in total. That ain't bad." But I wonder if Peyton Pritchard is thinking, "Man, at the way it's going right now, that might be it." Just in terms of him being here and things like that, I don't know. I don't. I, I know there were some people that were up in arms over the weekend, being like, "Why would that guy be unhappy?" Well, because he's looking at it and going, "How am I getting my next contract?" And for him, it's I got to show people I can play. How much is that really going to happen here? He's a good depth piece here, but none of us would sign up and say, "Boy, you got to keep that guy at five million dollars." No way. So, yeah, and I, I look at it, I, listen, I, when when they traded for uh, Derek White from the San Antonio Spurs, like, I, I don't think I watched any of his games, even though he went to the University of Colorado. It's like, I, I don't know if this guy is any, I don't wow. know, I don't know anything about this You're guy. Train your alma mater? Yeah, no, I'm going to do it more, too. You just wait. Um, there's, there's, um, there's an aspect, wait for the fall, Gresh, wait for the fall. There's an aspect of, uh, isn't there an aspect of Peyton Pritchard where you just want to sit there, dude, if you just hold tight. And you be patient. Agreed. If you just, if you can just suck it up, and I know it's hard. Maximize your minutes and maximize. I'm telling you, you will get paid. You'll, you're not a twenty million dollar guy. No, no. Ever can you get to ten? No. Can you get to eight? But can he get somewhere a four year deal that's in the twenty to twenty five million range? Who's the Who's the quarterback we always talk about that just is a lifelong backup? He's with the Chargers now. I was like, it's not Blake Gabbard, is it? Chase Daniel. Chase Chase Daniel. Daniel. Can you be? That what an unbelievable goal! I always thought like those backup quarterbacks and long snappers, 
that play like 15 years, they make unbelievable money. Nobody's really bothering them. They're never really trying to take your job away from you because they're not making a ton of cash. People like you, they respect you, and they trust you. Be that guy. Be that guy. There's value in that position. There's money at that position. It's not 20. You're never going to be a 20 million guy. You're not going to be a fifth. Could you do seven? I think there's a team that could give you seven. You can make plenty of money. I, 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 You know what? That's not unattainable for the dude. Yeah. It really isn't. But it maybe in his mind, it's I got to go elsewhere to prove it. Yeah. Super Bowl and NBA with you at 617-779-7937. Annie and Lemonster on the Bradbury holding call in the Super Bowl. Go ahead, Annie. Hey there. Just real quick, um, Super Bowl, the problem with that call at the end was that it basically ended the game. So... Jalen Hurts and the Philly Eagles could have easily scored with a minute and four, uh, minute and forty five on the clock, and that was taken away. That option was taken away. Now, just to be sure, I got to say that turnovers, as we know, uh, can really be the de- determining factor. And so, Philly had one serious uh, game killing turnover <laughs> that uh, you know that get that let Kansas City back in. Anyway, thank you. Uh, Annie, I don't subscribe to the theory that it was over then. Again, I can quibble with Philadelphia. Usher, Pacheco in the end zone. Don't just let him run in. He's not going to let him run in. Usher the man into the end zone. Well, that that's easier said than done because once he gives himself up, that's it. He gives himself up. But it's, that's the thing. He's a little honest But you have to, to grab him when he's standing up, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Here's the way I would literally teach it. It would be scoop him up and put him in the end zone. Seriously, the guy's going to try to drop on you. Guess what? It's like your kid whenever they're having a meltdown at friendlies. When they give up their whole body? Yes, and they just like <laughs> slump down. And what do you do? You put your hands under him and you, you get your ass up right now. And you grab him by the nape and you drag him to the car or you do whatever. I'm, But I mean, I, like I, people think I'm being flib. Or uh, being glib, but I'm kind of serious on this. First of all, Philly gives up the edge on a play like that. What are you doing? (laughs) You don't give the guy the edge on a play like that to where then, uh, because as a defender, it's like, well, I got the sideline there. I just let let that happen. I mean, there was more to me. There was there was much more to it in different ways that I think it it could have been handled. By the way, we've also seen kicks blocked in moments like that. And when you mention, well, the players didn't decide it, well, ask Harrison Butker if he had pucker butt going out there tied at 35 when the guy missed a field goal earlier. So it was fait accompli that once the penalty was called that the kicker was making the kick? I actually, I actually thought that based on the fact that Butker uh, missed one earlier and then the turf was so slippery, I was like, holy crap. He's going to try this like little short little chip shot, and he's going to slip. It's going to kick that center in the butt, and that's the way the game is going to go into overtime. I legit thought about it. I thought it was like, this is exactly how it's going to end. Watch us. Love us. Just follow WEEI on Twitch. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. dogging out this halftime show of Rihanna. You and I, Foyer, were apparently among the people that liked it. I thought it, I didn't think it was bad. I, I was to be honest with you, Gresh, I was watching it and uh I had so many questions because the way they were elevated, was it real? I didn't think it was real. Oh, the, the, the camera angles were insane. Awesome. Um so and then I was like, wow, okay, um uh you know, sh- 
Doing a halftime show is like hosting the Oscars. Uh-huh. Doesn't matter how good the comic is. Doesn't matter how well the job you did or all the type of circumstance. Like it's, there's going to be a ton of people that say you suck no matter what. Or they don't understand the situation. It doesn't matter what it is. They're going to expect more. It's the same with the halftime show. Every year after the, after the Super Bowl, we discuss the halftime show, whether we like it or not. I like this one. I didn't mind I it at all. I thought it was good. Listen, she just, it was like, oh, she, all she did was sing. Yeah, she sung a bunch of great songs. What about all the crazy people dancing around like big giant Q-tips? What about those guys? Do you see the video of all those people walking into the stadium? They no. there, Oh, yeah. There was like a TMZ video, might have been, or something, of all of those dancers walking in. And they were like, how many of them are you? And one was like, I don't know. And the next person <laughs> was like, 280. And the guy was like, yeah, of course, that guy who's got the video, he took the cheese. Wow, 280 of you. And like, you know, there weren't that many, but good lord, there were a ton of them. And I thought, like the whole the the lit the staging that lifted up and down with Rihanna on there. I where thought apparently that was she's fake. pregnant again. You know, God bless Mazel to her. Well, that was the other thing because I was like, I was like, okay, I feel like this I, is the time where you get to be critical. Well, well, it, okay? hold on, hold like, on. I was being, I was critical the entire time. Ladies and gentlemen, we're now about to delve into a portion of America that might make people a little uncomfortable. They were judging Rihanna's pooch and trying to yes. determine whether she was pregnant or if that was baby weight. This is sensitive, and we're two white guys, but we're telling you this is sensitive. That's exactly. I was because I was like, wait, because I was asking, like, oh, you know, ten people at the house, whatever, a bunch of kids and stuff. I'm like the ladies noticed first. Yeah, I was like, I, th- I was like, no, she just had a baby. That's like a baby weight. Okay, harmless discussion. No, no, she had a baby there. No, she's pregnant again. I was like, well, right. she's not dancing around. She's not moving around. I was like, well, I don't know. And I, I thought that I don't was know. The I don't staging. want to. The worst thing you could ever do to a woman, oh, is, is go up to her and yeah. say, how far along are you? My. What if she isn't? What if she's not pregnant? You're just, it's a, I've done it once in my life. It's a very famous story in my family of my father-in-law having done that and be like, oh, congratulations. Yeah. And they're like, for what? Yeah. So it's like, it just, so I was keeping my mouth shut the entire time. I was letting the women discuss it and then kind of jumping in yeah. and playing stupid. Oh yeah. Really? Why not? Come on, rude boy, boy. So that's what I was doing. I don't know. You I don't want to be a rude boy. I don't so want to, I waiting. was 100, I, I liked it. The goal should be play your best music. That's what we're here to see. The one thing that I would say, the oh, one critique boy. I would say, however. You're going to go down the lip syncing road I here? I am. I do think you should probably just sing the stupid song naturally. Because I was like, wow, she sounds unbelievable. Look how clear this is. Yeah, it was like a, a new edition of Milli Vanilli all over again. Like, yeah, you should sing I mean, the song. Well, here's the thing. It, they're not Millie Vanilli-like because that was fake from the beginning. Like, we know that if Rihanna wasn't standing on a stage however many feet above whatever stage there was on the ground, then we know that if you put a microphone in her hand and she had to sing, she really can do it. This is the song and dance element of the halftime show that... People really get offended by as if they spent like $250 on a concert ticket and then sat in, you know, MGM Music Hall and Rihanna lip synced and stuff like that. Like this is on national television on a massive platform 
and in a stadium where I was listening to a little bit of uh, Kennedy from Carson and Kennedy this morning. Kennedy, for those who don't know, is a fantastic singer and has sung the national really? anthem at like Patriot Games and stuff like that. She's talked about how, like, for some people, and in fact, I do believe at the Super Bowl, it like it looked like Chris Stapleton sung it, but I think a lot of it is lip synced because you can get thrown off because well, of the reverb and everything in the stadium. That that is true. I've heard that for the national anthem, like, like the the most famous uh, national anthem ever done was uh, the Whitney, Whitney Houston. Houston. It, total that was lip synced, lip synced, right? Because okay. But they just wanted to get it right. And and you got to make sure you nail the time because of all the script. You know that better than anybody. Okay, but I would say that it's it seems different to me for uh, a halftime act where listen, um, you have bands out there like Prince isn't going out there. Paul Paul McCartney, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, last year had all the you know the West Coast rappers on there because it was an it was an L A Eminem and all those guys and Dr Dre. They're not lip syncing. They're not. So, I mean, again, that's my. If I had one critique, criticism, really, it would be: Did you have to lip sync the entire, the entire act? But the did whole it thing? take away from anything that you saw? You don't think it's less like authentic? It you don't think it's show. less authentic? You don't no. think you got robbed a little bit at all? No. Would you rather have a nice? No, and clear? you know, you know why I didn't get robbed? She's a good singer. She could sing it. But I didn't get robbed because it was free. All I did was flip on a television. I know, but you're a professional Again, singer. Like I, you don't think she should sing the song yeah, like normally? I don't. I, I don't if for a Super Bowl halftime, that doesn't really irk me. I would Seriously, say if, if she I bought was, a concert ticket and spent 250 bucks, then I'd be pissed. But no, like, but even if you bought a Super Bowl ticket, you bought a ticket to go to the game, and the halftime show is all a part of it. But why not just sing the stupid song? Like so, uh, what was it? Even like, if you want to go way back to like, just sing the song. You, you, and you're not. She's not. She, oh, so Katy Perry that one year, where she was running all over all the place. All over the place. Okay. Okay. I was like, I can understand. Fine. You're all out of breath. And you're she running from the north end zone to the south end zone. You're going east and west. You got the left shark. You got the right shark. She was just sitting up on stage. Like I get it. Like they raised her up, and it was all crazy. And I gave her credit for a because I'm cam- afraid of heights. That camera shot that went right up all of the uh, that was that was awesome. It was impressive. They did a great job of framing I, it. I'm amazed. Plus she just she's didn't pregnant. Sing the song. What, is that? what are you talking about? I don't know. Where's she's her right? She can't talk. No, but where's her wind at in terms of singing and doing all <laughs> this stuff for like 14 at? minutes? I don't what? know. <laughs> Like she's where's you know, her, the whole she's cut her break. She can't sing. Like so, you were really <laughs> offended that on a free television program she, you didn't get her singing and going nuts. I don't know. You're, you're the like most again, sexist, we're the most sexist show in the airways right now. But she's pregnant. She can't sing. No, but it's the whole like in the in the Twitch chat. Hang on, let me find out who it is here. It's the whole uh, hey, she's she's pregnant. I'll cut her break a little bit. Yeah, Mania seventy nine. She's Prigo. Give her a break, right? It's it's the whole, uh, they don't want to risk right. audio feedback loops in the stadium that paralyzed everyone, right? So, I mean, we got some people, but I, I, if I paid for a concert ticket, I'd be mad. But again, what did I do? I flipped my television okay, on. and that is and my now point. And now I'm like, damn it! This woman, who, by the way, is pregnant... <laughs> Didn't oh yeah! Give, All the pregnant women, please call didn't, up now. Didn't give me thirteen minutes of real singing on a halftime show, damn it! And that is my point. Like with the Oscars, people oh, like sit there man. and they'll watch the Oscars, and it's free, and they get this this comic that comes up there, and they don't like his jokes. Be more funny. 
Why are you being careful? It's a no-win situation. They, it, no matter how, and plus the other aspect of it is, which I think is insane. Okay, is that they don't? That none of the acts get paid. Right. right? They don't pay. Oh these no! Acts. Oh no! No no! We have one the nine seven eight. I'm sure she was paid well. Gresh wasn't free. Yes, it was. In fact. Who was the guy that did last year? Was it last year or two years ago where the artist put their, I think, five million, five to six million of their own money into the halftime performance because they were smart and released a song like the next day? Yeah. Who was it, Terp? The weekend, I believe. The weekend. So the weekend put his own money into it. It's terrible. Knowing that, that, Miami. The, that was a Tampa one. Yeah, knowing that the day after the Super Bowl. He ended up, his music was like the most downloaded for like a week. Yeah. So the rub for it is, is that it's really free publicity in front of 200 million people. And that's, you know, it's how do you work it from a business standpoint? Now, someone is saying that Beyonce in 2013 was uh, used halftime to announce her pregnancy and all that stuff. I don't know. Maybe there was a Zapruder breakdown of Beyonce really singing versus really not singing. It's just really funny to me that it's like, Damn it! It's a free show, and I better get what I paid for, or I'm going to complain. It's like, it come is, on, man. I know, I know, but like, you're, what is I, the sliding I, scale of all this? It's not like it was one of those old, like '70s uh, uh, movies, like Bruce Lee movies, like you used to see, where the uh, where the people the would talk, and then the voice would be like way <laughs> off. Yeah. Like we're turning it into like yeah. it was some kind of you know, there was a foley artist out there doing everything for Rihanna. But it is, it is, it, there is a little something that about that it's less authentic for me. Where you are a professional singer, and we just want to hear you live, and you, so you can't tell me it's you're putting show. on this entire deal, and you can't sing the song normally. The other aspect that I thought was just funny, just one observation before we move on, is I actually thought there was a bunch of times where I was like, when every time they kept uh, uh, like the promo for it, it was like it was like dark and then it was like black and white. And then she came into color and it was like a shadow. She looked like it was looked like something from Dr. Seuss, and she was trying to mimic uh, Cindy Lou Who. She had the crazy hair, Man. the green, the big green jacket. You don't think she looked like? Pull up, pull up the advertisement, the promo card. For uh, Rihanna Super Bowl ad, the Apple Music, whatever she looked with the hair crazy, and then do a side by side of Dr. Seuss, Cindy Lou Who. I'm telling you, it's like the same person. Like, where'd you get your inspiration from for your outfit? Well, I was reading a Dr. Seuss book to my child the other day. I'm actually said, looking at it right now, and tell me I'm not wrong. You're 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 more right than wrong. Yes. I think I'm telling you, it was like I was like, wait, is she channeling her inner? Dr. Seuss, and didn't he get canceled for something stupid like a while back for like some of his from some of his books? Yeah, I I uh, it it was funny to kind of watch everybody sort of uh, lose Every, their mind over. I like uh, I would say I did like it though, but I was amazed how many people were ripping it to shreds. My dad, worst Super Bowl show I've ever seen in my life. Like, what? It's like. You're like 80, okay? You don't get it. You're 80. <laughs> you don't really get it. What do you want, as... Dean Martin? Yeah, who do you want out there? <laughs> I can't understand it. We're all... And all the people dancing around, people are losing their mind with those guys and girls. Like a bunch of Q-tips running all yeah, over the place. Yeah, a lot of that is like an award show. It really is. They're and artists. everybody goes nuts over. I liked it. There it is uh, right there. If yeah, you're, no, you're it's a good Twitch. Right. Look at the hair. 
This is like a this like a remake of like Dr. Seuss, like the cat in the hat something. Here's what I'd love to know is over the week, is it gonna be like the weekend? How much how many downloads on Apple or Spotify or whatever ways for someone like Rihanna to make a buck off their music? How much of it ends up getting downloaded over well, the next week because I'm a sucker. They were out to see. I'm a sucker. I didn't realize how many good songs she had, to be honest with you. There wasn't a bad song. I, she said out it was like list. getting it down to three and four, but there were like seven Not different Chance. There were seven different songs in no. there. Every single song she had was like unreal. And I was surprised. No guests. That's the other thing. Not one guest out there. Well, a she lot. Did have anybody but, come out with her? But why? Like she's among well, the very. Everybody does. Well, Prince didn't. Like she's among the very few. A lot like Prince where it's like. He had Flea. No. Great. Right? I think he did. Maybe so. Hoopy do. <laughs> Get some guy who looks like he's standing. Yeah, some guy who looks like he's standing out in front of Stop and Shop with a cup full of pencils. Who just happened to have a a guitar and they got him yeah, on Prince stage. Did not. You're right, but most people have some sort of weird random guest that rolls out there for like a hot second. Well, the problem is, how do you find someone on the level of Rihanna that you want to put out there that people wouldn't? Because if everybody was waiting for that and it was here's. Someone clearly below Rihanna in the music world. Then it would have been like, ah, what are they bringing out this bum? Like, I, I just don't, I don't know if you can make people happy. It's probably. It. If it isn't short of like Beyonce, Jay-Z or someone like that, then it's going to be you brought out someone who wasn't at Rihanna's level. Just to go just to go back now, I'm going to we'll cap the, the, the halftime because yeah. this reminded me. The, the Nick Sirianni tears of joy to start the game. The first time I saw a coach, a head coach, openly weep, like almost like, well, he wasn't weeping, but there was, his, there, was a of, there, was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of emotion. No, 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 I think Turp asked me about this, if, if what I thought about it. I was like, no, I, I, I mean, it's going to be a meme forever now. It's going to be a meme. Somehow, like, that's going to be a meme, and people will use it for whatever reason. I keep seeing it on the TV. What would be the better meme? Like, what is, he, crying what is he thinking about? That press conference. And there's a lot of tears coming out of those eyes. There's a lot of tears coming out of his Probably eyes. Probably needed to let Big it out. Ones. Yeah. Big, like, alligator tears. Like, lots. Oh, Kelsey. Oh, Jason Kelsey was doing the same thing. I guess I just didn't get emotional during, before the game. I just, I didn't, I got emotional afterwards. Like, the emotions beforehand, it's like, what are you thinking about? Oh, my God, I can't believe we're here, man. Man, I can't. <laughs> oh, wait, it's over? Okay, let's get serious. Better ah, hard foyer. Better pregame cry, Malcolm Butler or Nick Sirianni? 617-779-7937. I would say definitely. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. It's Sirianni. Hey, I'm going to go with Sirianni because I knew. Because there I were emotions kn- that were rooted in sort of him being there and living the moment. Not, yeah. wow, all my free agent money's going out the door because I'm not playing in this game. I just said, F it, man. I'm out of here. What do I care? That is true. He did say that on our air. Uh, Josh and Hingham once in uh, circling back to our NBA discussion. Go ahead, Josh. Or not. 617-779-7937. You can get us on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter, Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I. Instagram, Gresh and Fourier. Uh, we've done a lot of breakdown, really, in the first uh, two hours before we just got into Rihanna on uh, sort of the, the breakdown of the game, the penalty. We got to get into Patrick Mahomes and sort of where it is all going for him. I know the Brady comparisons are already out there, but I think that if we paired it up a little bit, there might be a little bit of a a, a different. I don't know. I'm not going to say a better discussion. 
But I definitely think there is a different discussion in looking at this because everybody, at least to this point, Christian, seems to have gone Reed, Mahomes, Brady, Belichick. But I wonder if we go on the field, if there is a better comparison for us to examine of Mahomes and Kelsey with Brady and Gronk. Because once you start to compare Kansas City to New England, some of those are where it's going to go to on the field. And we'd like to dive into that coming up afternoon. But your lunchtime parlay is next with Gresham Fourier. W-E-E-I. I love E-E-I, man. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. New England Sports Original. You're listening to Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Ever since the Rihanna discussion, there's a lot of... Uh, Pregnancy talk in the Twitch chat now. Twitch.tv slash Boston W-E-E-I. Yeah, the, uh, I, I, the I ladies of the Twitch chat are being heard as they should be. I, I, I don't think I, I don't I don't think that the that the NFL mailed in the halftime show. What I thought they did was amazing. Visually, like I actually thought that that was all fake. I thought it was some sort of like camera trick. That they were like, were they really suspended from the ceiling, like the op- the the roof that was open, like they were really, yeah. and she was pregnant, and she was really going to allow herself to be floating around on this crazy mechanism from some stupid halftime show. It was pretty cool. Would you it was get amazing? That, you don't like heights, I, though, do well, you? I'm okay with like, with, but that. I don't know if I feel comfortable doing that. So you can get on an airplane, but yes, on yes. something like that, if you no, were raised above looking no, no, down, no, 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 no. you'd be like grabbing no. those cables and yeah. crapping your pants. I would Crapping my pr- pants was probably a better indication of what I was going to do. Well, Pooping we myself. we almost did not crap our pants on the uh, on the four-leg parlay that we gave everybody on a uh, Friday. However, we're bit once again by, well... Just going to the well one too many times. Whether it's Jalen Brown overs or Terp picking the Kings, the Kings porked us from what would have been a very profitable $115 win on Friday uh, as the rest of us were on point. However, saddle up and we ride once again for a lunchtime parlay. I'm going to lead the way and go first because I'm going down the road to college basketball. Uh, There is a trend out there that has been put out by uh, many a people, and that is there's been a match this year to unranked home favorites against ranked opponents. So we have one of those tonight where Miami of Florida is a ranked opponent going into North Carolina. So taking on North Carolina, North Carolina unranked, this has gone from four, four and a half to it's now on Sportsbook Rhode Island as I just looked. It's up to five and a half. But I'm going to believe what has gone on this year to the tune of about like 65% on these unranked college basketball teams going against ranked opponents. So give me North Carolina minus five and a half tonight against the fighting Jim Laranegas. Billy Lanny, what do you have, friend? Oh, good morning, by the way. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Good, good, good. I got another huge spread that I'm going to bet into again. All right. Piggyback off Friday. The Spurs, a hot garbage. 
12, <laughs> 12 losses in a row. Yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers are riding, I believe it's a six-game winning streak. Let me just double-check that real quick. I think you're right. Yep, and six-game winning streak. And just added Danny Green. It was the uh, Cavs and the Celtics fighting for Danny Green on the buyout market. So the Cavs are hosting the Spurs. Give me the Cavs minus 14 and a half. Against the Spurs. Against the Spurs. I like it, Terp. What do you got? I'm going to go with the New York Knicks tonight. The Nets have, life without Katie and Kyrie has not been kind to them. They've lost three of their last four. Meanwhile, the Knicks are getting a little hot, and they're playing well with Randall and Brunson. And it seems like Cam Thomas's uh, Lynn Sanity run is over, so I like the Knicks. <laughs> oh, good pull. comparing it to Lynn Sanity, huh? Lynn Sanity. Wow. Always a, uh, always a fun time. Foyer, what do you have? How about this? this is a four-legger today, uh, Foyer. Yeah, yeah, chalk this up to something you thought you'd never see, but I'm actually going to go into the world of hockey. I'm looking at uh, Arizona traveling to Nashville to take on the Predators, and the nugget that I cut, took from this is that the Arizona Coyotes um, kind of like, you know, got the rumors going on Saturday when they scratched their one of their best defense with Jacob Chicharin uh, for what they labeled trade-related reasons. So he doesn't play in the game. Uh, he doesn't play on Saturday. And so, so nothing happened on Sunday, so they're still sitting him. At this point, point in time, they're still sitting him. Nothing has been changed. So for that, going on the road, take, uh, take the money line, minus 260. Uh, Predators beat the Arizona Coyotes. I am so proud of you. There you go. Look at that. It can happen. It can happen. It can happen. It is possible. You're getting there, baby. You're getting there. I'm fighting it, too, though, aren't I? Mr. FanDuel over here. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Go to FanDuel. Uh, So, college basketball, North Carolina minus the points. The Cavs and the Knicks minus the points in the NBA. And as Foyer said, Nashville on the money line, your $10 will win you $86.34. We will get those picks up on our social media channels. Follow on Twitter, Gresh Foyer, W-E-E-I, at Christian Fourier on Twitter to get uh, Christian and at the real Gresh, G-R-E-S-H. Uh, to uh, nail me down on social media as well. 1151-617-779-7937. I know we're going to get into comparing more of Brady, Gronk with Mahomes and Kelsey, but I know I might open Pandora's box here, Uh but was there any Super Bowl commercial that stood out to you in any way? The one that I liked... The most was probably the cheapest one that they actually made. There was no star power. There wasn't a bunch of special effects. It was really just some dude dancing around in front of a fountain with like headphones on. That's mm-hmm. it. Just literally doing the stoop. And we were, I was laughing out loud. If this guy just danced around, which seemed like a, a minute, but it was probably more like, you know, 30. Uh, it was, uh, this is where you're going to get me. What, what were they selling? I think it was the TurboTax. I asked I think my, it was TurboTax. I was watching the game of my yeah. wife, and it was the same thing, and she would be reacting to and be like, oh, that was a cool commercial, blah, blah, blah. And literally, as soon as she got done, like 20 seconds after saying it, I'm like, and what company was it for yeah. again? I don't know, tax something or other. But I'm just like, okay, yeah, well. TurboTax was, was the one I the, think it was mine. Was the commercial effective? I know exactly the one that you're talking about. The grease one towards the uh, in the fourth quarter with John Travolta. And, oh, that was terrible. That was cheesy, yes. Um but the the you're right though a lot the one that like was really like this is gonna sound really weird okay but the one that got a lot of playing time was the was the stupid website called Toomey I think it is it's like uh, making like yeah there it's like Toomey like making like super like oh, oh here it is um, 
Shop like a billionaire. So I went to their website. Okay. Because I was like, what the hell is this? What does that and exactly it is, mean? It was the it was the cheapest stuff imaginable. Okay, who is go- who can- who is really gonna buy uh, a-, a cocktail slash evening dress that's that you would wear at like a high end charity event for nine dollars and ninety nine cents? Okay, there's not one person that would that is probably the cheapest, nastiest, grossest thing that not a no, no person in their right mind would wear. Like no one's wearing a ten dollar evening dress. I don't care if you make a billion of them; they're all crap. Do you know? How many people right now are saying, Foyer, when am I ever going to a high-end charity event? <laughs> a, a wedding. You're in a... Your son's bar mitzvah. Have you, end up, have you been to most confirmation, people's weddings? Confirmation. Whatever. Anytime... They're at a fire hall. The point is, is they, they, they advertise <laughs> this... <laughs> they're at the Elks Lodge. Yeah. They have... They have they advertise this high-end, beautiful where's your, where's sequence your dress. Number 431 Elks Club on the corner. They got cheap beer. No. <laughs> it's amazing. I, There's I nothing wrong with that, by go, the way. Go to the app here's check the, it out. Here's the one that stood out to me, and maybe I'm the only one who got it because, well, of course, it's Twitter. A lot of people were like, oh, wasn't that good? I thought Downey McBride was pretty damn funny. Instead of Danny McBride from the whole Eastbound and Down. And I've never uh, seen one episode of that, but but Danny McBride cracks yeah. me up. When they did the whole, he like revealed himself and he was Downey McBride. And I think he was like shooting him out of some kind of air. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, all right, that caught me off guard. Because we complained about, and again, I read a big thing Sunday morning, Us Magazine, with a big email blast of the, hey, here's what you can expect for tonight's Super Bowls. And it just stooged off. Probably ninety five percent of what you were going to see. I uh, see. I Downey McBride it. caught me off guard. I was definitely more uptight uh, than I normally am during a regular season game uh, during the commercials because I did not want any interaction with anybody. You know what? I didn't want to interact with anybody. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. The Sarah McLaughlin Bush beer thing, having her as a part of that, where it was the oh and the animals, and then the guy cracks <laughs> it and is like, oh yeah, by the way, that's like a I don't know what they said, it's like a mountain lion totally or whatever, and you see that. her being like, oh my I, god, I, I, I don't I don't remember that Good one. For Sarah McLaughlin, that's all I okay, can wait, say. Okay, wait. So you're talking about the uh, the, so there, it's a Bush the ASA beer one. PC, whatever that yeah, yeah. that thing is. Where they, don't kill the dog. And they were doing <laughs> one about uh, like uh, it was like a save the animals thing yeah. or something like that. And it was like, no, no, Sarah, you kind of got it wrong. She poked fun at herself and the song being used. Because let's be real, like the, it, you know, we'll watch. Like on Reels TV on a weekend, I'll watch the new live PD. It's called OP Live or Cops or something like that, or or like the yeah you know, like the the stuff that did you and Wiggy talk about watching, like Love After Lockup or whatever, or like whatever is on whatever directional channel. And on those, in like the middle of the afternoon, you'll hear the Sarah McLaughlin song, and it is Please Raise Money for Animals. It makes you sad. You got to mute it. Good for her for making fun of it. The other one that I think, you tell me what it was like in your household, the Tubi, T-U-B-I, not Tubi, where you you thought somebody was messing with the remote and they were clicking through all these different channels. Like, because what is it? Olsen and um, who's the other oh, guy? Uh, Cra- I, I almost said Craig Burkhardt. Uh, uh, Kevin Burkhardt. Yeah, so they're doing what, what looked like some sort of, uh, I don't know, Pre, uh, you know, uh, pregame talk or something like that, and then it went to it's a weird a menu where like all these different, uh, you know, shows and stuff, and somebody was clicking through to try and find something else to watch. 
That one was was I thought was clever. That one didn't get me because I just come from the garage, so it didn't connect. Okay. It took about two minutes at that point for me to like sit back down and realize, oh wait a minute, that might have been a little weird, and the game was back on. And at that point, I was like, yeah, I'll go back out to the garage mid. Let's quarter. watch this boring football game that has no <laughs> scoring whatsoever. It's not interesting at I all. I didn't say it was boring. I was just like, you didn't oh, it like was a it. good solid you didn't game. Like it. it was you a didn't good like it. solid game. So, how about the legacy of Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey? Compared to the legacy of Brady and Gronk, we'll start to unpack that for the noon hour next.